Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 37 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your super and marketable host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of my closet with a story that takes place at the supermarket. Funny how that works out, isn't it? Hey, I don't know about you guys, but I hate shopping. There's always people in the way, long lineups. Ugh, such a hassle. There are ways around that, though. The gentleman that we're going to meet today has a life hack for you. Just go after hours. You can grab whatever you want, don't have to worry about items being on sale, and you can get in and out of there no problem. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. So let's hear a joke before we get into the nitty gritty details of it all. This one comes from Darren L. via the Excuse Me That's Illegal private Facebook group. This guy. He's always posting hilarious stuff over there. But this joke was perfection. And it goes a little something like this. What's the difference between a pickpocket and a peeping Tom? Well, you see, one snatches your watch, while the other watches your snatch. You know what that sound means. Let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. Don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you home nice and early, but not before sampling some of the finer things in life. Oh, don't you worry your pretty little heads about how I got these items? I know a guy. Episode number 37, The Sneaky Shopper. I've struggled to make ends meet a few times in my life. I remember when the bingo hall that I was working at shut down. That put me in a tough spot. I had a couple months notice that they were closing, but didn't bother to look for another job until that gig was over. I sunk with the ship, then thought, eh, it shouldn't be too hard to find something else. Looking back, I don't know what I was thinking. I was way too laid back about the situation. 
But after a few weeks of searching, I did finally get something. A part-time job stocking shelves at the local grocery store. It was minimum wage and just enough to pay my rent with basically nothing left afterwards. That was a rough couple months, but at least I had a roof over my head. I remember my bro Jack came with some beers and ordered up some pizza one time. He knew I was barely scraping by, so he even brought me some groceries. Some Hungry Man TV dinners, boxes of mac and cheese, a couple loaves of bread. Simple stuff, but it was a huge relief at the time. Shortly after that, I got another job, started working more hours, and life was decent again. I never got too desperate in those rough times, thankfully. But if they had lasted a few months longer, I may have had to commit some softcore crimes in order to get by. And that grocery store I was working at would have been a primo target. Okay, let us head on over to the city of Auburn for this one, which is located in King County, Washington. Our friends over at Niche.com give Auburn an overall B grade and rank it as the 10,953rd best place to live in America. Wow, a very prestigious honor. They also say, quote, Living in Auburn offers residents a dense suburban feel and most residents own their own homes. In Auburn, there are a lot of coffee shops and parks. Many families and young professionals live in Auburn and residents tend to have moderate political views. The public schools in Auburn are above average. End quote. Right on. As for things to do in Auburn, you can check out Emerald Downs. I've always enjoyed the excitement of horse racing. There's just something cool about it. So you can bet on the ponies there or go to the Muckleshoot Casino, play some cards, roulette, or try your luck on their many slot machines. If you don't want to piss away your paycheck, you can also get outdoorsy and enjoy the fresh air at Flaming Geyser State Park, Auburn Environmental Park, or even Sioux Creek Botanical Garden. Ain't nothing wrong with getting in touch with nature. Those activities are all fine and dandy, but sometimes, most of the time actually, we're stuck doing mundane chores such as laundry, the dishes, or picking up some items at the local grocery store. A grocery store such as, oh I don't know, let me randomly think of one off the top of my head here. How about Hagen Northwest Fresh, located in Lakeland Town Center? Address, you ask? 1406 Lake Taps Parkway East, Auburn, Washington, United States of America. Yeah, heck, why not? Let's choose that one. Okay, I laid that on a little thick, but as you can probably guess, this is the fine establishment where our story will be taking place. To describe this Hagen grocery store, sure, we could get a description off their website. They can tell us how great they are, how freshness and customer service are their top priorities, when the place was established, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. But screw all that. I don't know about you, but I like to hear from the people. That's how you really get to know a place. Likely mentally unstable people, because who else has the time or cares enough to review and document their experience at a grocery store? Pfft, losers. That's who. Oh, by the way, don't forget to leave a five-star review for this podcast wherever you're listening. It's always appreciated and really helps out the show. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. 906 Google reviews, average rating 4.4 stars for Haggins. Not bad. Ron K. gives 4 stars and says this about his shopping experience. Quote, Interesting store. Reminds me of California supermarkets. Very good delicatessens. Many choices of food including standard chicken, etc. Asian and fully prepared entrees. Very helpful staff. Prices seem higher than other chain stores after casual comparison. But choice of products, very good. Easy parking, excellent produce. 
Thanks, Ronnie, for that overly detailed description. Bernadette A. gave this five star just two weeks ago. OMG, this place has everything, lots to offer. Going here out of my way from Seattle just to pick up a few things that I want to try. Their salad bar is amazing. There's a legendary donuts in the parking lot as well. Yum. All right. And the last one is a one star from Damien C. And he says, went in to get some food today. The kind woman at the hot food helped us out. Everything went downhill from there. The cashier who rang us out named Teresa was extremely rude, despite us being nothing but pleasant to her. She refused to make eye contact, did not tell us our balance or to insert debit card. She just stood there, silent. Being the mature one, I said, have a nice day. Again, she says nothing, no eye contact. Gentleman behind us goes up to the register, and she behaves the opposite. It's as if she remembered how to do her job. Never have I felt so uncomfortable in a public place before. Worth mentioning that the cashier and man behind us were Caucasian. My friends and I are not. Sad. End quote. So we kind of get it. Haggins is a classier type supermarket. Great selection and high quality items. The main complaint being it's a little pricey, but you get what you pay for. Oh, and stay away from Teresa, the rude and potentially racist cashier. Unbelievable. Now that the groundwork has been laid, we know a little bit about where we're headed. Let's enter the Hagen supermarket on the morning of December 26th, 2019. As employees are punching in for the day, they make a shocking discovery. Their place of employment has been burgled. They call police who come in and investigate. Like I said, it was December 26th, Boxing Day. So the store had been closed the day before for Christmas. Police check store footage and find that a sneaky shopper was skulking about, taking whatever items he pleased. While the cat's away, the mice will play. While employees of the store were at home with their families, having a nice dinner. Some turkey, mashed potatoes, all the fixings. Maybe a little wine, good people, good conversation. While that was happening, our boy, the secret shopper, was having a party of his own. The store cameras caught him at 7.21 p.m. And this footage is nice. This guy is crouching down and scumbagging his way through the store. He's fully dressed in black. We're talking head to toe, black work boots, black jeans, black hoodie, with a black face mask. Just enough face exposed to know he's Caucasian. Thin build, probably somewhere in his late 30s, early 40s. He's also got a big black bag, a duffel bag draped over his shoulder, and he's filling it with goods. This is like a badass version of that game show, Supermarket Sweep. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that show that originated in 1965. They brought it back numerous times. I used to watch the cheesy early 90s version. It was great. Wikipedia describes it as an American television game show. The format combines an ordinary team-based quiz show with the novel concept of a live timed race through a supermarket. In the timed race, cameras follow the teams with shopping carts through a large vacated supermarket with several aisles. The value of items thrown into the cart determine the winning team. And speaking of winners, this dude was definitely a winner, at least on this day. It's estimated he hauled out $6,500 worth of cigarettes, Marlboro Smooths, Menthol, and Salem as well. Not familiar with that brand, but hey, smoke them if you got them. He also got his hands on some top-shelf liquor. Yeah, the store has it all. And he grabbed some very expensive cheese. I mean, they don't have this in your typical Walmart. We're talking a big-ass wheel of Beecher's handmade artisanal cheese. This stuff sells for $22.99 a pound. 
It had a hefty price tag of $394.97 on it. That means it was a 17-pound block of cheese. Not too shabby. When police had a look around, they found a piece of rope still attached to the roof, along with a pair of pliers, knee pads, and gloves hidden in the crawl space. I like this guy already. A little sloppy, not getting rid of the evidence, but an interesting entrance and exit strategy indeed. Police are called on multiple occasions in the next few weeks. More smokes, cheese, and liquor missing. This guy enjoys the finer things in life. There's also been strange potential sightings and noises up in the rafters. Let's check in on the action on January 15th. The store is closed on two occasions that day due to strange happenings. Let me preface this by saying the store hours are 5 a.m. to midnight. So there's only a small gap where the store is empty. Even then, there may be a couple cleaners in there. This is a pretty big store. We're going to be getting lots of quotes here from Commander Mike Herman of the Auburn Police Department. Give us some more deets there, Mikey. Around 4.30 a.m. this morning, Auburn police were called to Hagen on Lake Taps Parkway because employees inside observed a foot hanging down from the ceiling. Several units responded and searched extensively until shortly after 8 a.m., They cleared the scene without finding the suspect, thinking that the individual somehow got out. End quote. Oh man, a foot hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) Imagine that. Hilarious. And creepy as hell. I'd scream for sure. So they couldn't find this creeper, and business went on as usual at the grocery store that day. That is until later on around 2pm. This is also creepy as hell. One of the workers was in the storage closet. And he looked up and made eye contact with the man through a gap where there was a ceiling tile missing. Cops were called yet again to try to locate this guy. Tell us more, Commander Mikey. Quote, Officers went into the rafters two to three times. A canine was deployed one time. Valley Regional Fire Authority also assisted with the use of a FLIR, forward-looking infrared camera. We believe he walked in and accessed the roof through closets, bathrooms, and other rafter access points. We believe he was coming and going. If he stayed overnight, we are not aware. End quote. And that's the crazy thing here. Employees were like, this is wild. They weren't sure if this was some homeless dude squatting up in the ceiling, creeping around, watching them. Was he dangerous? He didn't appear to be, but who knows? He's already exhibiting some very strange behavior. Kind of makes your skin crawl. Police also showed up on January 16th and 17th. Every time they investigated, they always seemed to be a couple steps behind the secret shopper. But they were picking up evidence and bits and pieces along the way. They found a jacket, a small camera, electrical tape, packs of smokes, empty beer cans, also a backpack all up there in the rafters. This is awesome. How fun would it be to go up there and explore? Police were getting frustrated. Finding our guy was proving to be quite a challenge. Commander Mike, quote, It's very difficult. There are many, many little hiding places where he could have been. It's such a large store and it's very crowded with venting and everything. End quote. No doubt. They had dogs up there trying to catch a whiff of his scent, infrared cameras, but just couldn't find him. And if it seemed like this guy knew the grocery store like the back of his hand, it's because he did. Police retrieved a copy of the store's blueprints up in the rafters as well. They think he potentially found them in one of the offices. After a repairman spotted him and even an employee catching him poke his head out from the ceiling of the cashier's room, (laughs) the mystery man kept getting away. But finally, his luck would run out. Not because he was caught in the act, though. Police finally released footage from the Christmas Day robbery. 
Going back to the McDonald's episode where we had the same thing happening, it begs the question, why do police sit on this stuff? Why wait to release the footage? You got the evidence, show the public. Use them as a tool. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The case broke when a tipster called in and was able to identify the perpetrator. And you know where he lived? In a trailer park less than three miles away. The man was identified as Weston Wiley, a 40-year-old unemployed roofer and ex-construction worker. Yeah, that explains a lot. How he was able to use his specific set of skills to get in and out of Haggins undetected. Amazing. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Can't hate on the guy. He thought outside the box and figured out a pretty slick way to get his hands on some expensive merch. I respect the hustle. Weston was arrested and taken into police custody on February 4th. This guy was crafty and clever, but didn't give enough thought to one key component of his plan, and that was unloading the stuff. The aftermath. You need a good fence. You see this all the time with jewelry or art heists. You need someone who is willing to buy the stuff off of you, discreetly, and usually you'll be lucky to get 30% of market value. It's tough out there. And this is where Weston messed up. He didn't have a buyer, so he called up one of his son's friends and also talked to the mother of the teenager as well. The lady's the one who totally ratted him out. Here's what happened according to the determination of probable cause. In this, they refer to Weston as the defendant. Okay, quote, On Christmas Day, the tipster's son received a call from the defendant. In the call, the defendant said he had a large amount of cigarettes for sale. He also recently sent the tipster a picture of a large block of cheese, the kind sold by Hagen, asking her if she knows anyone who wants to buy it, writing, in part, Long story, $625, two wheels, end quote. <laughs> what a dipshit. So he got his hands on two 17-pound wheels of that overpriced cheese, which would sell for 800 bucks at the store. He's delusional if he thinks he's getting 625 for that. Good luck. Be lucky to get 100 bucks for those. Black market cheese ain't exactly a hot commodity. Come back to me when you get your hands on some grade A beef. The cigarettes and booze would have been very easy to unload. But yeah, he should have figured out how he was going to get rid of the stuff before stealing it. Maybe not try selling it to teenagers. When police located Weston, they found some meth in his pockets. And after getting a search warrant, they found these damning items in his trailer park home. 18 packs of the same type of smokes that had gone missing. The clothes and duffel bag identified from surveillance footage. And the wheel of cheese with the price tag from Hagen still on it. Weston Wiley was charged with two counts of second-degree burglary, one count of first-degree burglary, and unlawful possession of a controlled substance. The Auburn-Washington Police Department issued this statement on their Facebook page. The Hagen Grocery Store burglar who was accessing the store via the rafters has been identified and arrested. A search warrant served by property crimes detectives located some very expensive cheese that was missing from the store, as well as cigarettes. The cheese cannot be resold by the store, so it was photographed for the case, then donated to the food bank. We are proud of our property crimes unit that relentlessly pursued all leads to conclude in an arrest. End quote. It's nice that they donated the cheese to the food bank, but who knows where that cheese had been the past six weeks after it was taken from the store. I get not reselling it, but you wouldn't think they could give it away to anyone at that point either. But they did. And I can't help but smile thinking of some homeless dude taking a big bite out of a $400 brick of cheese and washing it down with a 40-ouncer Colt 45. It's a beautiful thing. Hopefully they gave away some crackers to go along with it. Man, I love this story. 
Weston had a great idea, but his execution was just a little off. Bravo for putting his roofing and construction skills to good use to bust into the place. Christmas Day was also brilliant. It was probably one of three or four days out of the year when the place was completely empty. But here is what Weston should have done differently, in my humble opinion. He should have brought a partner along with him with a large pickup truck or maybe a moving van perhaps. Brought a bunch of bags with him and just cleaned the place out of all their smokes and booze all in one day. Cigarettes and alcohol are so easy to get rid of. Always in high demand. And hell, if you can't sell them, get rid of them the old-fashioned way. Party it up and smoke and drink yourself silly. Oh, I bet that place had expensive meats as well. Screw the cheese. Could have cleaned the place out of all their grade-A beef. He would have got like a $100,000 haul in one day. And they probably would have given him a badass nickname like, uh, the, the Grinch. It's not really that badass. <laughs> I gotta give that some more thought. Sure, it would have still been risky, but you put all that risk into one day instead of spreading it out over several. It was said that in total, Weston stole $14,000 worth of goods, and the damage he caused to the store almost matched that at $13,000. He was released on personal recognizance and placed on house arrest while he awaited his trial. He pled guilty on March 12, 2020 to second-degree possession of stolen property, second-degree burglary, and unlawful possession of a controlled substance. He only ended up having to serve six days in jail, but was sentenced to 12 months community custody, which is basically supervised probation. He also had to pay $600 in court fees and $15,791 in restitution to the Hagen grocery store. He actually got in trouble just last month because he hasn't been making his payments, and now he owes just a little over $18,000. Yikes. I gotta thank my friend F.T. Norton for finding me these juicy extra tidbits. She always hooks me up when I'm having trouble in my research. Oh, this is also hilarious. Uh, Weston has a business called Wiley's Pressure Washing. His profile can be found in the Better Business Bureau. I saw on his Facebook page he says that he does roof restoration. Yeah, I bet. Leaning and maintenance. I assume he means cleaning. Ain't no one paying to watch that guy lean. And then in fine print, it also says he specializes in the sale of expensive cheeses. That's weird. No, he didn't say that. But he might as well have. I should have tried to contact this guy for an interview, but something tells me we might not get along. I'm not sure if he'd enjoy my coverage here of this story, but we'll see. We're going to end this episode with the reading of the only review for Weston's company in the Better Business Bureau profile. Shockingly, it's a one-star given to him by an angry man named John S., on March 11th, 2019. Here goes. Wiley's pressure washing will rip you off, and they also refuse to stand behind their work. I had them pressure wash my metal shake roof. They used the wrong type of hose while cleaning the roof and scraped the protective coating off the edges of about 25 of the shakes, leaving shiny, unprotected areas exposed. I called Wes Wiley, the owner, about six times to explain the damage this guy had done to our roof. He would never pick up and answer the phone when I called, so I left several messages. He never once returned my calls. All I wanted him to do was come out and apply a protective paint that I had to buy myself on the damaged areas. It would have taken him less than an hour to do the job. I got no response. Very poor customer service. I also found that this guy left an entire area of my roof uncleaned. Shortly after Wiley's pressure washing cleaned my roof... I had a tree company come out and do some work in the trees in my backyard. While the guy was up in my trees doing his work, 
he noticed that there was an entire section of my roof that was left untouched and uncleaned. There was moss, leaves, and branches all over this area. The guy never touched this area because it couldn't be seen from the ground. What a slime ball! I flat out got ripped off. I wonder how many other customers Wiley's pressure washing has ripped off in the past. Don't let them damage your roof or rip you off. Do yourself a favor and go with another pressure washing company for your roof cleaning. Or you'll be sorry too. And on that angry and disappointed note, we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 37, The Sneaky Shopper. Sneaky indeed. I enjoyed the hell out of that crazy story. I added a link to Weston Wiley's Better Business Bureau profile in the notes, in case anyone wanted to give our man a positive review. It's the least we can do to pay him back for the entertainment he's provided us with today. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Okay, it's that time again. Listener confession time, baby. So sing it with me. Let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. You asked for listener stories, so here's mine. Back in my senior year of high school, class of 90, in Springdale, Arkansas, go Bulldogs! So me and some of my friends were out for a drive. As we passed the local liquor store, we noticed a guy pushing beer on a dolly from a beer truck in the store. My friends and I usually aren't thieves, but we saw the situation and decided we could pull up on the opposite side of the beer truck and easily slide up the door and grab us a few cases of beer. I mean, what red-blooded high school senior could resist that? So anyway, our little house went off without a hitch, and we were six cases of beer richer. It was even Michelob, which was our favorite at the time. Well, seemed so easy that before long my friends and I sort of morphed into serial beer thieves. Every chance we got, we would rip off a beer truck. Once we even scored a keg, we had a hell of a party that night, I might add. Well, as everyone knows, greed and crime doesn't pay. Well, after we had done this many times, I'd say at least 20, we was on our way to school one Friday morning, smoking us a fat joint. And what did we see but a big, fat Budweiser truck pulling in the liquor store with the driver just entering the store with a dolly full of beer. Since we had gotten so accustomed to escaping with the brew, we had lost all caution didn't even look around to see if anyone might notice and even if they did who cared nobody had all cell phones back then so we jumped out and grabbed a couple cases of beer and headed back to the truck about the time we arrived back at our truck some guy in a locksmith truck started honking at us and gave chase my buddy's truck was of course a piece of shit so we couldn't lose the guy eventually i told my buddy to pull over i'm gonna whoop this old dude's ass for screwing up our beer run and then i bet he quits following us so my buddy pulls over, and I jump out and charge back to the old guy's driver door and said, Out of the truck, you old bastard. You should have minded your own business. Well, about that time, he produces a gun and a badge and explained locksmithing was his part-time job. He took our beer and our information and released us. We felt real lucky until they issued a warrant for our arrest the next week. If I remember correctly, I got about 80 hours of community service and a $500 fine. And fortunately, it went off my record when I turned 18. After that, I always paid for my beer. Brian P. P.S. I love the show, Leroy. I want to thank my buddy Shore for voicing that. That was amazing. A much better job than I could have done. And Brian P. What a kick-ass story. Serial beer thieving. 
You crazy kids, I love it. That must have been quite the shock when the old man pulled out his gun and badge when you was ready to throw down. That's one of those times where I feel he could have let you guys off with a warning, but would have that stopped you guys? Probably not. Just made you a little more cautious. I think the punishment was necessary and was the wake-up call you guys needed. Scared straight. Damn teenagers. I'm glad it was all wiped off your record when you turned 18, though. No reason to hurt your future employment opportunities. Good stuff. And if for some reason you carry any guilt for that crime spree, Brian, let it all melt away because you are now forgiven and cleared of all wrongdoing. Yep, that's how it works around here. Email me at excusemethatsillegal at gmail.com to have your crime confessions heard on a future show. Okay, now I'm going to respectfully ask that everyone stand at attention as I induct the first ten members into the elite club known as the Neighborhood Watch. Jack Luna Bo Luna Jessica C Melina D Gavin J Rebecca F Billy Goat Jennifer F Esther Ludlow and Pamela O Sound the air horns three times please so we can make it official Thank you, my kind and generous friends. I salute you. All right, everybody, you may now be seated. Anyone wishing to help your boy out in achieving his dreams by becoming a member over on Patreon can do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. Patreon.com slash, excuse me, that's illegal. I'd love to have you on board. That is all I have for you for now, Legalites. Thanks for joining me once again. I truly appreciate it. And meet me right here in another 10 days for more softcore scumbaggery. Peace! Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.